Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Shanti Hershenson, who is a teen author, and she recently, or not recently, but she has published Never Dying, and the sequel is coming out very soon. Is that right? Yeah. There we go. Well, Shanti, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And for those of you who are listening to the audio... I don't know, actually, Shanti, can I introduce you and your age? Yeah. Okay, epic. <laughs> Shanti is 15 and has been writing for as long as she can remember and has been publishing since sixth grade. Yeah. And I just had to share that because it is so exciting. I love seeing young people kind of take control of their lives and do what they love. Um, so kudos to you, Shanti. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, we like to jump right in. So if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you like to do for fun, that would be great. Yeah. So I'm a teen author. I like to say that writing is what I do for fun. I just, I write, so I write every single day. And I think that's how I get my stuff done. I have been publishing books since I was in the sixth grade. I published my first two novellas when I was, I think, either 11 or 12. It's hard to remember. The whole timeline's kind of um, difficult. They're really bad. Don't look them up. <laughs> um, but ever since then, I've just been writing and publishing. Um, my first novel, um, Biomlock, was written during the pandemic. Originally, I just wanted to write this like short story about aliens, and then that progressed into a 250,000-word um, novel that was 800 pages and had to be split into three books. And since then, I've just never stopped writing. I haven't written a book in the Biomlock series. There's four books in that series now. The first one's published. The second one's on its way. I actually just saw a draft of the cover a few days ago. But... Um, I, the last Biomlock book I wrote was two summers ago now. However, um, I've been just writing new novels left and right, and I've been editing them, and I've been publishing them, and it's just what I love to do. You are so cool. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess my question to you is, have you created any new words in the English language yet? Because that's like the next thing you have to do. <laughs> Some of my books I have accidentally come up with new words not like brand new words um that was a total joke question by the I, way. I had to come up with, like there are some words i'd be like oh my gosh this is like the perfect description so i didn't know that agitatingly isn't actually a word and then um disallegiant which is like um because allegiance a word but disallegiant isn't and i like titled a chapter that and i was like wait this is not a word so i had to paste a whole definition <laughs> <laughs> in the like footnotes of the book um that is so there's like yeah whenever the book comes out at the end of the chapters there's like a little note that's like the definition it's really interesting yeah that is so cool that is so cool well I guess your occupation right now is school is that right yeah I gotcha and freshman sophomore in high school freshman yeah gotcha gotcha do your friends think you're as cool as I think you are I hope I'm not sure <laughs> um like there, they were definitely some of them were fairly surprised. I have to say, some of my friends don't know. It's really funny because I don't openly like talk about it that much at school. Like sometimes I do. So I have some friends that are like, "Oh yeah, she likes to write," but they don't know like the whole thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? I think the idea of like just creating this entire new world is extremely motivating to me. I get that question a lot. And I'm always so confused on how to answer it because it's just like every day I've just woken up with this like drive to write. Um, but honestly, I do love creating new worlds and new characters because I don't really think about what I'm doing as I'll do it. And occasionally I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this character, like they feel like real. This is so cool. Like I've come up with this whole elaborate person and this whole elaborate storyline. And this is like all from my head. And it's really interesting. Um, otherwise, I have to say I've built a habit of writing the same amount every single day. So my day doesn't like feel complete anymore unless I write like my thousand words and sometimes two thousand, three thousand, however much. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Did you get that out of Stephen King's book? I have his book. I haven't read it. I feel so bad because I really want to read it. I haven't yet. I gotcha. He talked about that in his book on writing. He's like, write for either a set time or a set number of words or whatever it may be per day. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're such a beast. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you like to read as much as you like to write? I think I like to write more than I like to read. However, I do like to read. Um, when I was a kid, I just would read constantly. Um, I have to say I had a lot of Minecraft books on my Kindle that I would read. Um, I read a lot of like Diary of a Wimpy, of a Wimpy Kid. I think I read Warrior Cats. I I've like read basically ev every middle grade book that like was really popular at one point. I definitely probably still have it or I read it. Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the Warrior Cats, That those were some cool books. Yeah. Books for sure. Um, just curious – when you're doing your homework, is it so writing for a lot of kids is a really tedious thing. Like they'll have an essay that's maybe a thousand words and they don't want to write it. But like when you get writing assignments, do you just blow them out the water or is it difficult because it's a different type of writing? It depends on the assignment. There are some assignments that it's like, okay, I'll finish it in like 10 minutes in class. My teacher will be shocked. Otherwise, um, there'll be some assignments that's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. Because it kind of depends on whether or not I'm passionate about the topic. And even if I'm not, it depends on whether or not I have like a strong idea for it. If I have to spend like an hour coming with coming up with an idea, it'll usually take me longer. But otherwise, yeah, I think I do finish my writing assignments really quickly. I gotcha. And are you as strong in like other subjects, math and science and stuff, or are those kind of like, yeah, you're just kind of like a regular kid in those. I think, I don't know. I, I struggle a lot with math. So I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, tell us about your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your life vision for your novels? Well, I definitely want to be like a really famous writer, like Stephen King level. That would be so cool. I really one day want to see my books um, be made into movies or TV shows. I think just everything along like the lines of that would be incredible. Um, come a year ago and I would have said I want to have a book signing, but I've already done that several times now. So I can't really <laughs> say that anymore. But really just like to be like successful and to like kind of change the world with my writing I think it would also be cool to dabble in like screenwriting or journalism but just as long as it's writing like I'm happy I gotcha I gotcha so it doesn't necessarily have to be fiction because journalism would excite you too I think so I don't think it excites me as much as like fiction but it's still something that would be kind of interesting to do I gotcha I gotcha so and then um I want to be a creative writing professor too Oh, okay. Okay. Why creative writing professor? Because I feel like writing and teaching are two very different skills. I like helping people like as much as I like writing. And often that's something that intersects. I have a lot of people reach out to me with like all these questions about writing. Um, I'm actually right now planning a um, writing course to hopefully happen at the beginning of um, 
2023 in which I'm going to try to help people with like writing, publishing, and marketing through these like lessons and Zoom calls. Um, I'm really excited for that. I'm a little nervous because like, I don't know, I get a lot of questions and I don't have time to answer them. So I'm hoping like I can make money off of it. But I think like it's really fun to help people. I don't know if I could be an English professor because um like I don't know how to teach like a book as much as I do know how to teach like different like aspects of writing and different writing styles. So Yeah, I gotcha. So what have you learned about marketing your book so far that you're going to share with people? Because you're like marketing is a really nebulous thing for a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs getting into the game. And you seem like you have some experience under your belt. So talk to us about that. I have so many mixed opinions on marketing. It's like, honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of the whole process because to put like, you know, work into the book is one thing and to like work on this book for months, but then actually see people buy it is another thing. But you can write like a completely amazing book and you can put it on there and no one will buy it. Like, you know, especially with self-publishing now, it's very hard to get your book out there. Um, But I've learned that you can't just stick to one marketing outlet. That's not going to work in the long run. So I have a lot of followers on TikTok and I post a lot on TikTok and that gets me some book sales, but it's not like everything. Like I can't make a career off of TikTok because there's other things like podcast interviews or book signings. So really just a whole kind of blend of all this stuff is super important. And then also like, you have to come up with a marketing plan. Like with a lot of my previous releases, I've just been like, you know, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to do like a free booksy promotion. I'm going to post a TikTok. And then I do that stuff. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? And what I found is to have this concrete plan of how much money you're going to spend and when you're going to do something is so helpful because Never Dying, which released a few months ago, is already, it's about to be my most popular book. I'm getting there. Yeah. And I had, this is the first book that I had this really concrete plan that I actually like stuck to and I actually like just completely went through with. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so in the marketing plan, it'll be a kind of conglomeration of TikTok, podcast interviews. And when you say spending the money for marketing, are you talking about Facebook ads? Are you talking about some other form of ads? I think, um, so I like using TikTok ads, especially since now I've had, so I have almost 50,000 followers on TikTok and now it's like most of my TikToks will do fairly well, but occasionally I'll have one that will just absolutely flop. And then with that, I use a TikTok ad and I'll get it out to some people and then it might start to do well. If not, I usually leave it. Um, the other thing I spend money on would be um, like kind of free promotion so like there's websites like free booksy and bargain booksy and book bub where you price your book lower or free for like a period of time and then they push it out to their um like mailing lists who want like discounted books that's always super helpful for getting your book in the hands of readers otherwise i'll spend money on like random marketing things sometimes like bookstores will charge money for book signings but it's also like important that you're not like spending too much money because there's a lot of like things out there that you can find that are like cheaper because you don't want to spend more than you make. So, yeah. yeah. Good financial sense right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is so cool. And so are you bankrolling this whole thing or do your parents finance some of it? How does that work? It's like occasionally I'll ask my parents for like some money. Um, a while ago when I was in middle school, it was like, hey, can I do this? Can I spend this? Um, now I actually have like a credit card and a bank account and I have to keep track of it. Um, however, my birthday was last month. So I have like money in my account now that I'm still trying to like, you know, spend. But I, figure, I have to figure out how to spend it because I don't know. I, I very much want to buy like random things, but I also want to market. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. And do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? I don't think so. Oh, gotcha. He's he's more on the entrepreneurial side of things. He's like, he is an author. 
he does have a book, but it is all about marketing. And so it might have some interesting concepts. I don't know if it can exactly apply to authors, but maybe, who knows? Um, oh, and with your course, uh, you said it was going to be about writing, marketing, and... Publishing. And publishing. Gotcha, gotcha. And are you going to sell that with the plan of financing future book marketing campaigns? Are you going to use the money to roll into other business ideas? What do you plan to do there? The money, yeah, the money that I make on that is going to go into like marketing my books mainly and just everything kind of on that side. So, you know, like book covers, but also like, you know, I think of course like marketing is probably because usually my book covers, I consider them as like part of marketing because a good book cover is good marketing. Yep. Um, but yeah, that um course I'm hoping to teach, like, I don't know if I'm going to do it where like there's one week is marketing, one week is like, or one week is writing, one week is publishing, one week is marketing. Um, Because my other idea is like one day is like, you're going to learn a bit about motivation. You're going to have assign an assignment related to that. And then the next day is like writing. And then there's going to be like a day in which I post some good resources and then like a publishing day or marketing day. And then um, regardless, like every weekend is going to be a Zoom call with everybody. I think I'm going to gear it towards probably like, people ages like 12 to 18 maybe the problem is with kids is like I don't know marketing is like extremely difficult for like kind of middle schoolers but I feel like if um you know you teach them about it at a young age especially like aspiring authors it's gonna be so helpful yeah yeah for sure yeah. and so do you plan on it um being more of like a video course where you're kind of removed do you plan on there being a heavy one-on-one -on -one component component a heavy group component Somewhere in between that, I'm thinking, like, I might, I'm going to probably make a Google Classroom and I'm going to post assignments, but I'll be there if people need help. However, like, I can't be there too often because I have school and stuff. But then every weekend, it's like, um, I'm going to Zoom with the entire group and I'm going to hopefully, like, you know, let them, like, share their ideas and then give everyone a chance to talk to each other. Otherwise, I could do, like, office hours or have, like, group Zoom calls where, like, I might not be there. Um, I have so many ideas that I'm kind of only in like the first stage, but I think this is gonna be something that's like really cool. It's like, I can also teach kids about the things I wish I would have learned, like when I was their age about writing and everything. So yeah, absolutely, man. I think that is just so cool. I think it's so cool. I guess my Thank you. last question about the course, I, I think, I feel like I have a couple more, but <laughs> I can only think of one right now. Do you know what, um, your pricing is going to be right now? So originally I was going to do $25 for one month, but then I was like running it by some people and they're like, that's too cheap. Like, so yeah. anywhere between 25 to a hundred dollars, I was thinking maybe $50. Cause I think a lot of like parents are going to be like, no, you can't pay money to a 15 year old to teach you. So I'm not too sure, but I'm hoping like enough that I'll actually be able to really um, make enough and then, you know, put that money into marketing and also like future classes because, you know, the more I can spend, hopefully the better the class can be. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Dang. I feel that 25 to a hundred for a month. How much money would be like ideal for you to collect from that in a year? So I'm hoping to get at least a few hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. Um, just in general however say i do like an actual 12 month course and it's like you pay per month then i can make some good money the problem is like traditional like writing courses and writing workshops are like anywhere from like 500 dollars to a few thousand however i don't want to charge that kind of money because i feel like a lot of like people can't afford that and it's also good to like give opportunities to people who can't afford that like i don't know if i could afford like a thousand dollars for um like a writing workshop it has to be like really good for that 
And because it's like my first one, like, I don't know if I'd do that, but maybe like a hundred would be pretty good. That's still like really cheap. And I also want to do like, oh, this sounds really pretentious. Like I'd offer like kind of like financial aid for people because like, I understand that like a lot of people like can't afford that, but they still need like, you know, writing classes and they still need to learn to market. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, um, I love it. I love your heart Thanks. in it. Can I, can I give you a, um, a perspective that I have? Of course. Awesome. I really feel like the stuff that you're offering is worth more of that, like a couple of thousand and you want to give it for a discounted price. And I love your heart in it because I was doing the same thing literally 11 months ago. I was trying to help people get clarity on their life for like 40 bucks a month. And what I realized is, I don't know if you'll find this in the writing world, but when you price something cheaper, the people who get into it aren't as committed to it. Oh, and yeah. so you might not be able to help them get the results that you know you can help mm -hmm. people get because you're a beast. Um, another thing to think about is that if you look at two people, you have somebody who starts at zero and gets to like $50,000 a year. And then you have a billionaire that loses it all, goes all the way back to zero and becomes a billionaire again. And it's because life is more contingent on our resourcefulness and not our resources. And so if you show people that like, hey, you can be resourceful, you can get these things. But I do like your heart for it. I have Thanks. the same heart. So I fully support whatever you're doing. Um, I just wanted to yeah because like I don't want to end up pricing it too low because what I find is there are a lot of teenagers and they always send me I, I get sent a lot of really long list of questions and it's like oh my gosh I can't answer this so I'm thinking I'm going to turn like all those questions into the course and it's often like younger people so yeah I think I want to price it maybe I'm hopefully do a few hundred dollars I have to talk to my dad um and like at minimum fifty dollars, because I don't want to like charge it. Like, because if I charge it too low, then people are like, "Oh, well, it's not a serious course. It's like too cheap." And yeah. you have to also, yeah, make sure people are know like you're serious about it. Shanti, I know adults who have literally been on my podcast that would pay you a couple thousand dollars for that course. Oh, and wow. your like I, I am not kidding you. And I know it's like I'm fifteen. Um, I don't know what class your parents are in, but they're probably not making millions of dollars a year. So like a couple thousand dollars for a course sale can be like a lot of money. But I'm, I'm telling you, do not undervalue yourself because it's one of the number one mistakes that uh, entrepreneurs will make early on. And then it'll be hard to make a quality course because you'll spread yourself thin. So just yeah. a thought. You are much further ahead in life, though, than I am. So I would honestly rather listen to you on this subject than <laughs> you listen to me on this subject. So um, more power to you. Do whatever you Thank want. Thank you. You have my full support. Awesome. Well, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Hmm. Definitely being able to handle rejection. I, I consider that to be like a really important skill for like anyone who's like an artist or an author, just in general. Um, because what I'll find is I'll, I'll get like one rejection. I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's the end of my career. Or I'll get one bad review and I'll be like, oh my gosh, my book is horrible. So I think I still have um, ways to go in learning that, that like one person's opinion doesn't devalue your book and like one person's opinion doesn't change much. Um, and then people are going to hate you, like just to hate you. So being able to handle like kind of rejection and negativity. Um, the other thing is, again, like just 
building up that habit of like writing um over the last few years i've been trying to build up like instead of like from 1000 words to 2000 words and i've had it for a while it's just with school and all it's really hard so i think i still have to learn better like time management i've started to get better at it now that i'm in high school and i have a lot more homework than i did in middle school but even as i'm an adult and i might get like a job somewhere hopefully this will be like my job um, then I'll have to learn. You're going to be yeah. a full-time author. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll have to learn to manage it. And then like, if I have like kids, then I'll have to learn how to like, you know, be there for my kids and also be an author. So it's like just learning that time management. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Have you ever thought about, um, just dropping out of school and going at this full-time? I have. I used to, when I was in middle school, I asked my parents to, but it's like, I really want to go to college. So gotcha. I actually, I used to ask just to go straight to college, um, from middle school, but I can't. That's, fair. That's yeah. fair. What do you want to go to college for? Definitely either English or if I could major in creative writing, that would be even better. Because, like, I like reading, but I also don't like, like, reading for school very much. Mm-hmm. So maybe just to go to college for, like, creative writing would be, like, incredible. Do you feel like you would learn something in a creative writing class that would help you become a better writer? Or do you feel like you would be able to teach that class? Because I feel like you'd be able to teach that class. It's like, I feel like there could be like little things I could learn. But at the same time, I wonder like, yeah, maybe I could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very serious question here. Full disclosure, I am totally against college. And I went to college myself, but I'm totally against it. Is it that you want to go to college or is it that you feel like you should go to college? I feel like it would be like an interesting experience to like go to college. But like at the same time, you know, like I don't know how like necessary it is necessarily because of like all what I, like what I have now. But like it's a good experience that if I can have like a degree, like just to almost fall back on, it would be really cool. However, I don't know how you can really fall back on a creative writing degree other than to start writing books. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Cool. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Writing every single day. It's like, I've just, that has been the one thing that has kept me in this position where I can just keep writing new books. Cause everyone's always like, oh my gosh, you've written like 20 books. How do you do it? And I'm like, well, I write every single day. And they're like, that's impossible. Um, Because to a lot of people, a thousand words a day seems absolutely ridiculous. Um, But to me, it's just normal. I can do it in 20 minutes now. So honestly, just to keep at it and to keep like building this habit. I remember in fifth grade, we had to write every single day and they were like, we're going to build your writing stamina. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why do we have to write every single day? I hate this. But I understand it now because if you have a better writing stamina, you can write quicker. Mm -hmm. And that's like just literally like so necessary. Because yeah. if you're writing, like, 50 words a day, which is also, like, not terrible, you know, it's going to take you years to complete your novel. If you're writing, like, a sentence a day, it's not really doing much. But if you can do a 1,000 words a day, and it really is only 20 minutes out of your day, if you can build up that habit, is incredible. Um, the other thing I'd say is to just keep marketing. That's the only way, like, I can reach my dream. Because the more I market, the more popular I get, and the more people I reach. So just to kind of balance that writing and marketing – because honestly, marketing is literally like as important as the writing. So yeah. Have you ever read the four hour work week? I don't think so. What you what you said with the um, if you write a sentence a day, it doesn't go very far. If you write a paragraph a day, you're, it's going to take years to write your book or whatever it may be. But if you write a thousand words a day in 20 minutes, you're going to be just spin, spinning out the novels, right? It reminds yeah. me of the four hour work week. 
because Tim Ferriss specifically, oh, and relating it back to the course and the pricing thing. It's like, I feel like when you take that mentality and you take it to the pricing of the course, it reminds me of Tim Ferriss's model, who's the author of the four hour work week, where he charges really premium for like a specific number of clients and then gives the rest away for free. And so it's like, you get the most of what you need in a very short amount of time in like small bursts is something that I saw as a similarity right there. So yeah, if you want to read another book, the four hour work week might be a good one for you or Alex Ramosi's book. One of those two. I'll um, check them out. They sound like really good. I'm definitely um, looking for more marketing books. I have this one book. Um, it's the Reedsy marketing book and I bought it in seventh grade. I, I read it instead of doing zoom school. Um, like I would sit there when we were doing math and I would just be reading about how to like do advertising great book I'm actually gonna hopefully buy it I'm not buy it I'm gonna pull from it when I'm trying to teach my class and I'm gonna buy some other marketing books I'm gonna check those out because really it's like I don't have a lot of ideas for marketing like I have some but a lot of them she's like teaching people like how to set up a KDP account how to like do this so you really gotta like do a little more than that and then um same with like the publishing and the writing Oh, I don't know why I just thought of something like really interesting. Sorry. What was it? Sure. So I think a lot of the publishing portion of the course. So I've decided I think I'm going to do it where it's like one day is a publishing day. The other is like writing and just have it like interwoven. But a large part of the publishing course is like raising awareness for different things. It's like, you know, there are multiple paths you can take. You know, I'm going to do a bit on like traditional publishing and like querying for an agent. But also I think self-publishing is especially important for youth. So I'm going to really focus on that. And then I have to teach people how to like stay away from scams. So guys, like don't, you know, don't use vanity publishers when you're publishing your book. This is a scam to look out for and to kind of like teach that as well. I don't know why I just thought of that because <laughs> I was like, you know, I need to buy some books and I need to pull from that because I need ideas. And then that idea just came to me. So there we go. Love yeah. the conversation, generating ideas. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, so we got highest impact daily actions, writing every single day and to keep marketing. Yeah. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Hmm. That's such a good question. I want to say resilience, but I also think I'm a very resilient person already. So kind of just enforcing that skill is really important. Um, again, like, I don't know if like not being distracted is a character trait. It's like kind of balancing okay. your time. Because one thing, yeah, one thing I've realized is like, you know, I need to write, but I also need to do other things because it's not healthy just to sit here and like work every single day. Like I'm 15. It's like hanging out with friends and then playing video games. It's also extremely important, but you have to do that in moderation because I'll find I'll just sit there. And then if I just play video games for hours, that's not healthy and that's not helping. So yeah, I got you. What video games do you play? Um, my favorite video game is Zelda Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And when you and your friends hang out, what type of activities do you do? Is it like classic mall things or do you guys all write novels together? Um, I have some <laughs> friends that like to write. We've never actually like written together. So a lot of it is like just going out and having fun. Um, I, I go over my friends' houses a lot um, or like um, we had a, I had a Mario Kart tournament yesterday and I, I got 12th place every single time. I don't know what happened. My controller was like broken. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, guys, I'm losing. And it was really bad. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would that person be and how would they help you? 
Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I met my favorite author the other day, so I'm not going to say her. But wait, um, who's your favorite author? Lee Bardugo. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> She's a fantasy author. Um, but I think in terms of people I'd meet, maybe. Hmm. Sorry, I have to think about that. All good. Um, for authors, I mean, I could say like Stephen King because um, I should read his memoir. And just in terms of like, kind of also like dark writing is something like I'm both good at and not. The book I'm writing right now is supposed to be kind of disturbing and it's not really. It's kind of funny for some reason and the characters are all joking around. So to kind of learn how to make your books darker and to include like more horror in them, would I feel like something I could benefit off of learning. Otherwise, for another person, um, Leo Tolstoy, because, look, I can write, like, really somewhat long books, but I can't write um, a 500,000-word book, but that would be kind of fun. So, like, how does he write really long novels? Is he still alive? <laughs> no. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Is he the Lord of the Rings guy? Um, no, he's, he, like, write, he wrote, like, War and Peace. Um, uh, yeah, like, really, really Lord long. Lord of the Rings guy? Uh, Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah. I got you. I do feel like an idiot now in case you Oh, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I um mixed up um J.R. Tolkien and George R. R. Martin. Oh, I got you. So I've done that before. And my dad was like, those are two different people. I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Well, now we're gonna jump into our thriving three. And so our first question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So my favorite book is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Really? Yeah. I can't remember if I read that book or just watched that movie. I think I might have read it because I was excited about the movie or I was just excited about the movie because somebody famous was in it. One of the two. Yeah. But it's a good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Can't remember the book, so I probably didn't read it. The book is, like, it's really, really good. The movie is, like, really close to the book. It's just, like, there's, like, a couple scenes, like, taken out, but it doesn't, like, change anything, so. I got you. And what is one way you'd like to take care of yourself? Definitely um, doing other things I enjoy besides writing so that I don't lose kind of that, like, spark. Because I feel like if I'm sitting and writing all day, like I said earlier, it's, like, it's fun, but it's also, you know, I need to live a little. So I'm going to try to relearn how to skateboard. Um, back in like 2020, 2021, I loved to skate so much. And then I just kind of stopped because I don't know what happened. If I got, I think I got really hurt. And I have like a couple like injuries and stuff. So it's kind of hard to do like a lot of like athletics. Um, but I've decided I'm going to try to relearn again, even if it's just like skateboarding down the street. Because I used to be able to do all the bulls and everything, and then I just kept falling, and then the skate park was really overcrowded. So there's a street um, near mine that I'm just going to try to learn on. Because I don't – it's not that I live on a busy street, but cars come really quickly, and I don't want to get hit by a car. Makes sense. Makes sense. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing two, meet Stephen King? I don't know it's like again like just kind of get my name out there you know like there's so many authors like I really really want to meet so just kind of you know going to book signings or like getting my name out there and actually doing more book signings is really important one day I really want to do the LA festival books as like a headlining author because there's so many amazing authors and a lot of my favorite authors actually um do those so to be on like a panel with some of my favorite authors would be so cool gotcha LA yeah. festival yeah 
I did the San Diego festival, but I really want to do the LA festival because like I used to live there and it's, yeah, it's interesting. San Diego doesn't like really like feel like home yet. It like kind of does, but I lived in LA for 11 years. So that's where I'm used to like, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Wait, so is it 436 where you are now? Yeah. What's today? Are you not in school? <laughs> Did you not have school? Oh, no. I'm on um Thanksgiving break. Oh, facts, facts. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. I was like, hope you didn't skip for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have, but I did. Fair, fair. Awesome. Well, now we got our final series of questions, and these questions can get a little bit personal. So I always kind of give this uh, pretext beforehand that you don't have to answer. You can say okay. pass whenever you want. Totally fine. Awesome. What is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? I think that once you get to a certain age, like you like expire and then you're no longer like good at something. So for example, I'm so I like I'm right turned 15 last month and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 15. Then I'm gonna be 16, then I'm gonna be 17, then I'm gonna be 18, and then my career's over. So I kind of gotta understand that like my career isn't being a teen author. I'm just a teen who happens to be an author. And I use that, of course, in marketing a lot. And it's like really cool. But once I'm 18, my career is not done. I see. I see. Isn't over after being. Gotcha. Yeah. That is, um, it is, uh, that is a good, I'm not saying it's a good limiting belief, but it's good that like there aren't other limiting beliefs that come to mind first because it could be like a self worth yeah. or a confidence belief, you know? And so. Yeah. Where does that come from, though, that idea that your career will be over after 18? Just the fact Definitely. that you yourself as a teen author or? Yeah, because, you know, that's how I brand myself. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, soon I'm not going to be. I'm just going to be an author. And there's also, like, the kind of realization, like, you know, there are a lot of teenagers who have been published authors and they're no longer, like, they don't write when they're adults. And I don't want that to be me. And I don't think that's going to be me. So I kind of have to just remind myself, like, I'm me. And I'm the one who's in control of what I'm doing. And I'm going to be an author when I'm older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. Do you have any actions that reinforce that limiting belief? So you have that belief and then you take this action as a result of that belief. Hmm. I don't think I do. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Love it. I feel like this question is pretty self-explanatory. So let's see. I think we're just going to, I think we're going to skip this and go to the next question. When the limiting okay. starts to take over of your career isn't, or your career is going to be over after you're 18, when you start to have that thought, what actions or thoughts do you resort to in order to kind of take back control? Well, usually it's like, I remind myself that of course, like I can still write and publish books when I'm 18 and hopefully I'll have a big enough platform. And I already do have a fairly large platform that it's like, I have, you know, lifelong readers now. And it's not going to matter how old I am. Actually, when I'm older, it's going to be better because my book's going to be better and my marketing is going to be better. Um, the only thing that's not going to be different is that I'm going to have, I'm not going to be able to market myself as a teen author, but I can be an author and plenty of authors who are adults do well. Actually, basically almost every author is an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> many authors do well. So, Yeah, I got you. Just curious, this is kind of off the beaten path, but what do you do on TikTok to have gotten to 50,000 followers. So I post a lot about like my books and my story and also along with that writing tips. 
because there are so many young people out there who want to do what I do and they just don't know how. So to be able to help them. However, it's like, again, I get so many DMs with questions that that course is going to be like real game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Cool. Well, I want to frame this last question. And Alex Hormozzi said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. And this question is more about helping people, not manipulating them. So there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I actually found out from a guest on the show, Dr. Alan Leica, that you can make a horse drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. They don't like where they're at in life. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? So I think there are a lot of people that don't really like either think they can change. They don't, of course, put any effort into changing. And the only way to help them is to like be there for them and to like encourage them, but not to get them to kind of not like exactly like manipulating them into thinking like that's what they should do, but to, to kind of show them that like, you know, people need to change. And if they're not doing well, like, you know, help is there and that there are people that are there for them. Um, in writing, you know, there are people that's like, oh my gosh, my book is terrible. I don't, you know, want to like keep writing anymore. And of course, they don't have to keep writing. But honestly, secretly, a lot of people they, like they do and a lot of people do. So to kind of show them that like, hey, your book probably isn't as bad as you think. And there's always like room to change. And there's always like another round of editing that you can do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. I love to be there for them. And, yeah. you know, that's really all you can do when you do create an environment, be there for them. And, you know, ask them questions to understand them and understand how you can better be there for them. So I love that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Shanti, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not really good at coming up with like ideas. So. <laughs> all good. All good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. That's all we got for you. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Shanti had to say, make sure to go buy some of her books, send them to some friends, rate and review them are they on amazon yeah they're amazon and then everywhere you buy books online there we go go ahead and send her a rate and a review online and yeah thank you guys for watching all the ways to contact shanti will be down in the show notes when she releases her course make sure you buy it for yourself and your children and <laughs> yeah thank you guys for watching see you on the next one and on that note we're out Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.